Hello, hello. I am celebrity marketing expert, Lori Levine. Hey now, I'm Lisa Levitt. We are diehard Howard Stern Show listeners looking to connect with other female superfans. And this is the Pop Pop Podcast. Season two. Hey now. We have a season two. We have done so many episodes that we are now doing two seasons. This Multiple seasons. We are yes. now and we are now a franchise. <laughs> We're not in syndication yet, but we have two seasons which is not as many as Jeff Probst and his 43 seasons of Survivor, but we're getting there. And yeah. Howard Stern is going to be on the air for three more years. So we've got, we've got some seasons coming up. Yep, exactly. Um, and, you know, we have a new king. Mm-hmm. Okay, the king is back. The king, God save the king of all media. Our king, Howard Stern. <laughs> Even though there is a new King Charles, we've always had our king of all media, Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'd like to talk about uh, I'd like to start the pop talking about uh, the worldwide nerdgasm. Brace yourselves, because, gentlemen. Uh, it was launched when ha- le- before the summer. Like I think it was like the episode right before Howard was going on vacation. There was a hot mic moment. Yes. And Gary is now talking to Howard about his schedule because John Favreau has called Howard and needs to call him back about shooting um, Doctor Doom, and. This is like set off like worldwide news. It was crazy. <laughs> you and I and Marianne Garvey were all texting about it. And you were like, is did we just hear what we think we heard? And we were speculating all summer. Was it planned? Like, was it not planned? It was yeah. definitely not planned. Well, I don't think it was planned because it was crazy. Anyway, yeah. he played it again, but then he he gave us his take on it. So will you play that clip? No one seemed to be thrilled to have me in the role of Dr. Doom. I can no, tell you they that. think you could be something, but not Dr. Doom. And you know what? Fuck you to everybody, because <laughs> I, I hate to toot my own horn, but you guys put me in this position all the time. I would be an excellent Dr. Doom, number one, if I should take the role. And by the way, <laughs> so my question is this. OK, we know I don't think that he's gone anywhere except for, I think, New York and Florida. But he you know, he how he gets there, we don't know. But it's, it's certainly safe. Mm-hmm. And obviously he went and he then they did a funeral for his dad and rest in peace, Ben Stern. God bless you. And we're sorry to have heard of your passing. Um, but if he shot this, where did he shoot this? Did do you think? think that he is so my thought is and I think he might have mentioned it that he's interviewing Dr. Doom right yeah. and that he could have done it remotely or they could have you know that kind of thing so can you kind of get into this like where is Dr. Doom even in the world of worlds okay because I don't know that much about the Marvel universe so what's going on here so for those of you who may not be following the different characters that are in the Marvel Universe, Dr. Doom, or otherwise known as Victor Von Doom, um, is actually a supervillain that was originally introduced as part of the Fantastic Four comic series back in the 60s. So since then, that character has since gone on to become one of the more well-known, as you call, supervillains of the Marvel Universe. Um, and being an anti-hero in some of those storylines. So it's been very interesting because there hasn't necessarily been word on whether or not Doctor Doom would be inserted as one of the upcoming franchises within the Marvel Universe, but rights to the character along with X-Men and the Fantastic Four are actually now with Marvel Studios following um, Disney's acquisition of Fox. So you've probably noticed that some of these characters 
um, from those properties have been making their way into films such as Doctor Strange and the Multi-Universe of Madness and so on and so on. Oh, Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm getting it a little bit. More <laughs> so when this dropped in this, this we'll say uh, leak, um, when they found this, it was blowing up everywhere because they weren't, it wasn't confirmed that Dr. Doom was, was filming a, uh, filming a new, a new series. So we um, didn't even know that Dr. Doom got his own movie. Exactly. His own franchise. So this is my take on it. So I personally think Howard Stern is going to be playing himself. I, I think agree. he's going to be playing himself interviewing Dr. Doom in some sort or someone um, in some sort of context as part of this movie. So if that mm -hmm. is the case, just as he does the show today, he could probably film the movie uh, remotely um, he else. Else he was going to Marvel studios on the download, which was probably there's no, I, I mean, there's so many people on movie sets. Yes. <laughs> he's not even going, to, he's not even going to the serious offices. Do we really think yes. that he's going to fly to California or wherever? And by the way, the fact that John Favreau got him to do this at all. Yes. It's a miracle. Everyone has been asking him to be in a movie or on a TV show other than AGT America's got talent judging. He has said no to everything. Mm -hmm. And now John Favreau, it's yeah. like, I mean, he put in his dues and he is a huge Howard Stern fan, but oh my God, if this comes to be, dude, dude, it's well, going to be good. It's going to be really good. And good. I thought it was really interesting when they were talking about it. And I think even on the wrap up show, Gary had mentioned it saying, Hey, like we they referenced Dr. Doom and the slip up. Um, he's like, well, everybody was coming after me. He's like, I'm not the engineer. <laughs> so I know goes, everyone was tweeting. Oh, well, I got rid of Baba Booey. Baba Booey stays again. <laughs> it was the one yeah. and all, it was the one time where they accused him. Yeah. And he was like, it won me. All I was doing was talking to you and the engineer threw the hot mic on. That is probably that I, I can probably count the number of times like on one hand where that may have happened. Yeah. Like in general, like in all the years of the show. So, yeah. Um, so we talked about Gary, obviously saying, you know, it wasn't me, Dr. Doom. Like I'm, I'm not owning mm -hmm. this one. Um, but again, this week they, they touched upon Gary and Ronnie and the feud and they brought Ronnie on to kind of just continue to say, you know what, Ronnie, what happened with this whole, um, you know, dinner <laughs> faux pas that Gary yeah. had. So, you and know, let's talk about Ronnie and Gary. Okay. So is it Ronnie semi-retired? I, and, yeah, I would consider him retired. Uh, okay. Yeah. So he's, he's on the show here and there. And I just kind of feel like, I wish that Gary would have just said, you know, Gary's just not, he, he's like, a, he's upset about it. And he feels like a little intimidated. And it's like, Gary, you're the executive producer of the Howard Stern show. You have to be, you know, taking care of what's going on behind the scenes. And if Ronnie's pissed about it, too bad. Because <laughs> Ronnie, if something goes on with you and Robert Downey Jr. or you and Steve, uh, Ty Steven Tyler from Aerosmith in the hallway or, or, or pre-Zoom or whatever it is, and Gary doesn't know, and Howard finds out about it later, Boff is going to be mad, and it's yes. Gary's ass. And I don't know why Ronnie is making this about him. And by the way, do you have the clips of, wh of what I speculated and then what Gary ended up saying? Because I yeah. speculated this whole thing about how he... He, play the clips because I think that they're very similar. Like I was thinking about how he should have responded and then how he felt about it. So go ahead. Why don't you play them and let's, yeah. let's see. 
You want to know the conversations that are going on, who's talking to them and what are they saying? Because I don't want you just going over and saying something to someone because you might trigger something. He has to have his ear on every single thing coming out of that celebrity's mouth because if there is some kind of nugget that comes out and Gary didn't hear it and then the celebrity goes on air and it comes out later, Gary dead. I don't think that Gary was thinking that it, that Jason was a big celebrity. I think, I, I honestly think Gary wanted to be like, let me introduce you. I feel like Gary screws this stuff up in person all the time. It felt like I was listening to Bradley Cooper and the White House Correspondents oh Dinner. My God. Okay, so d d full disclosure, no. I was actually thinking of the Bradley Cooper thing and thinking of <laughs> like when I annoyed Bradley Cooper and I thought, I don't know if Howard would appreciate somebody being chased down like that. My job is to talk to the guests in the hallway, right? First right. of all, I'm in charge of them. I have to know what they're up to. But sometimes, and you know this over the years, when you chat with people in the hallway, they tell you things that you don't know that aren't, haven't been researched. So it's part of my job to talk to them. Yeah, Gary and you practically had the same response. Right, because we both work with celebrities. We know what this job is. Yeah. And I just felt like now when Gary is like, you know, how often is Gary, how, how often is Ronnie going to even be interacting with celebrities? Like a few times a year? You know, he obviously mentioned other occurrences. And to your point, to Gary's point, like, you know, Ronnie, you're no, you're no longer going to be necessarily in the group guest. So all of these points, granted, they're, they're pretty much moot now. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, he was out there with, you know, he did a pop in with Andy Richter yeah. and Ike Barinholtz and, um, and Fred Armisen, but it was like, okay, but he's on air talent at this point now. He's not, you know, it's like, if anything happens, they're going to record it. They've got it in the studio. This is talking about behind the scenes scenes. Stuff that Gary is in charge of it's like, be like, look, Ronnie, it's my job. It's my ass. You want to be mad at me? You can. I just can't believe that Ronnie really believes <laughs> that it's not that, that he thinks that Gary just wants to be in the middle of it all. It's like, you don't think that 40 years of, of having his ass kicked by Boff on the radio hasn't put him in a position where he's like, I've got to watch my ass every move I <laughs> He's got super, super yeah. Oh, nice. Time for another origin story. So Lori is making an excellent point here. So for those of you who are not longtime listeners, the origin of Baba Booey started um, with Gary back in the 90s. They were discussing the cartoon Quick Draw McGraw, and we'll get into it. I'll, I'll show a, a quick clip here, or I'll play a quick clip. Um, but they were discussing the cartoon, and Quick Draw McGraw's sidekick is named Baba Louie. But Gary said, Baba Booey. And from then on, Baba Booey was born. Here's the clip. Now, Gary's into this weird thing. He collects... Cartoons. Yeah, he collects cartoon pictures. Do you sell a lot of other types of art? <laughs> what do they got? Um, they sell Roger Rabbits. Mm -hmm. uh, and they sell, like, uh... Cells, you mean, of Roger Rabbit? Right. Ha yeah. All the Hanna-Barbera stuff. Uh, they sell those, too, but I'm thinking about getting, uh... A Bam Bam? No, you ready? Mm -hmm. Quick Jerome McGraw and Baba Booey. I'm thinking about getting... Mm -hmm. Good, oh, good. What, 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 how do you make the final determination? Uh, just have to see, you know, how much money is coming in. <laughs> how much does a Bubba Louie go for? Those are a little bit cheaper. Uh, quick draw on a Bubba Bowie are about three twenty-five. What do you call him? Bubba Bubba Bowie. No. I thought it was. I thought is it Bubba Louie? Bubba Louie, isn't it? Bubba Louie. Oh, you call him Bubba? You gonna hang a picture of a guy you don't even know his name? <laughs> Bubba Bubba Bowie. <laughs> hey Bubba Bowie, where's the food now? Fred just came in and said you were going to do a different commercial now. Did you say that, Fred? No, I asked Fred a couple minutes Fred? ago. Fred? Well, I said we were going to do it soon. Huh. No, no. 
We ju- I just, he said you were going to do a different commercial. And Baba Booey, let's have the food now. The food's not ready now. You guys are just, oh, this man. is a setup. Where is the food? I smell a big setup. No, this is yes, no setup. Look, look at this producer of mine. Where is the food, Baba Booey? <laughs> I'm being one time, 20, 30 years ago. And, and it, it, yeah, that's what it was the pop-up <laughs> Baba Booey. You don't get this, Ronnie? Even to your point, they had Benji on the wrap up show this week and they had asked him the same time, like, hey, or something to the effect, like, do you know that Gary does this or do you feel this way too? And, and, and Benji was backing up some of the points that they were making. And then Gary said, you know what, with all due respect, I totally understand. But Benji, you're a little bit of a wild card. So yeah, there's been times where, you know, I've had to kind of just, you know, do my job and, and make sure that, you know, I'm back there when things are happening. So, okay, so speaking of Benji. We finally got the deep dive that you've been waiting for. Oh, I was so happy when I heard him having a full conversation with Howard and on the wrap-up show. It was amazing. And you got a double dose. So you, well, why don't we talk about the revelations? Yeah, because for sure. There, of, of which there were a lot. I had to write them down. <laughs> said, yeah. Why don't you go through them and we'll react to them? Yeah. So props to Benji. He's lost something like a hundred pounds and he's kept it off. He looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from somebody that's had their own weight loss journey. We, I know how hard that is. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yes. Um, and he showed off his bod as he well. Showed off his bod. He looks um, amazing. Yes, he does. But I felt bad. He said that he's got some hanging skin and that's like, just give it worst. time, Benji. Just give it time. Oh, okay. That's good to know. So I will say <laughs> out, it, it, it bounces back. It does bounce back, you know, and, and if it doesn't bounce back, What's a little hanging skin versus a hundred pounds, right? 100%. He's, he's <laughs> it's about a healthy heart right now. That's right. There we go. Yes. Healthy heart. Healthy heart. Um, and he and also mentioned that he has a girlfriend that is significantly younger than him. Speaking of his healthy heart. Now let's talk about, yes. let's talk about the word significantly younger. <laughs> not because, quite Ronnie, but not quite. <laughs> so here's yeah. the thing. Yeah, he's we think he's 55. Someone actually called in and didn't get on. And and Gary mentioned that somebody called in and said, I'd like to wish Benji a happy 55th birthday. Well, I think when he started with us, he came to us as an intern, but he wasn't intern age. How old is he? He won't admit that he's 50. And I think he was 54 years ago. That's fine. I mean, it's great that he found love, you know, like, I guess if he lives to 110, it's his midlife. <laughs> but I like that maybe he had a midlife crisis during the pandemic and he found love. And I love that he found love. But I thought it was really funny that he said that he misses older women, but now all the older women are 100. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that bummed him out. How young yeah. do you think this girl is? And he wouldn't talk about her. He respects her. I'm going to put wouldn't. an age out there. And randomly, I'm going to say between 27 and 33. I think she's 35 and I think oh, yeah? that he's looking for a life partner. And I think I, my, my prediction, he gets married and has a baby immediately. A baby Benji. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> and, but I think that he's got a, I know his sister very well, Robin Bronx. She's a friend of mine and she's terrific. And she's a powerhouse. She runs the, uh, the, um, creative coalition, which is like all about free speech in, oh, nice. in show business. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's incredible. And she's got a bunch of kids. And, mm. but I think that it would really be, I mean, they have a, Big, beautiful family. So I think it would be great if Benji had a baby. He's taking care of chicken. I had it's dogs. A, I had cats. It's your beta you know, test. And now I have kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, can he just buy some shirts already? I totally can appreciate the fact that, again, with the weight loss with journey, him? one necessarily, uh, as an example, buy new clothes. But this is a re- repeat offense. We'll say Benji is uh, is known now for not 
changing shirts for years and years and years and years. What he is- makes a good living. There's no reason why he can't afford shirts. And by the way, I think he thinks like, oh, if I get shirts that fit me, I'm making a commitment to this hundred pound weight loss. But make the commitment. You've you've kept it off for a while. And he said, I want to even get thinner. But like awesome. buy a five dollar shirt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Hello. The world is out there waiting for exactly. you. Exactly. Yes. No, I was so happy. So like, again, I was so happy to hear him have like a full conversation. I know he mentioned it on wrap up show, too. So I won't go too deep in the specifics. But um, he did mention, you know, he there is he does feel like there is still like a little bit of uh, a hesitation from Howard's part when he's interacting with him versus how he's having conversations off air versus on air. And he's trying to improve that. Um, so I think it'll, he'll just needs to continue to, to, to try to build his confidence and, and get that rapport back with on air Howard and he'll do fine. So I, he was I'm great this time. Yeah. He was succinct. The only thing is he sits, I mean, for anyone who's watching the clips on Instagram, or, <laughs> he sits like with his nose up like this. He's so close. He's literally like, Howard, Howard, oh, Howard. Howard. I'm like, why are you so, cl- do you really need to be like this? <laughs> Howard, uh, look how thin I got. Uh, and, and like, uh, how are you? <laughs> I don't get it. Back up, man. You can just back up and like, just uh, even like, uh, like shoulders. Oh, oh my God. Shoulders. Literally <laughs> like this much of his face. Ridiculous. So I love crazy. it though. It's hilarious. I love it. I mean, anyways, I, I, I you, root for it. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you, my man. For get you, that Google. hat. Get that hat back out here. We need that hat closure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about just the brilliance of our long live the king of all media with closing it out with <sighs> let's talk about Boba's <laughs> ultimate question. And can Boba's you and any ultimate question? Okay. I want you to, I want you to play this clip because there's some genius going on behind the question. So don't pay attention to the question. Listen for the sniff. I'm going to turn the mic over to you and allow you to ask the ultimate question. All right. Um, what would you say helped you in your life to become such a great communicator? You know, for having the engaging interviews that you have, Howard, over the years. Because when you started out, you were very critical of yourself. So you, now you have elevated to a master. So what would you say how you became such a great communicator? What what, what got you to that point? Seven sniffs. (laughs) Now, Howard doesn't even allude to this, and neither does Robin, but the entire time I backed it up and I played it over and over again. And I was like, (laughs) that's not Bobo sniffing. That's Fred playing sniffs. Fred King Norris. (laughs) Thoughts. Thoughts. Fred King Norris. Fred King Norris, you are a yeah, mad genius, dude. I wasn't even oh paying attention God. to the question. You know what? I don't even, like, I just played it. It's such a shitty question that I don't even remember what the question is, barely. But just to figure out the reaction to it and how they're going to play off of it. Oh, amazing. He got such good questions from <laughs> Jeff Probst. And he got such good advice from Andy Richter, who said, just don't ask yes or no questions. But not only that, he asked the question. It could have just ended there. How did your evolution, you know, become a better broadcaster? But then he's then he is explaining it. And then what he explains doesn't it's ridiculous talking to Eric Andre. (laughs) Oh, my God. When he mistook Ike Barinholtz for Eric Andre and and Jeff Probst is a professional game show. And 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 he's got to figure questions on the fly when he's a survivor. 
Yeah. yeah. Jeff Probst is the executive producer of Survivor, along with Mark Burnett. We're talking about a professional broadcaster and three <laughs> professional comedians and then Rappaport. <laughs> you know, it's like you have you, you finally get your time. And by the way, can I, for just for those who are watching this on YouTube, Bobo's <laughs> beard. <laughs> Lisa just dropped something. Bobo's beard looks like oh my a God. vagina. It looks like it a moth on his worst. face. <laughs> it looks like a merkin. You know, it like looks a like fake 70s merkin. Bush. It looks like seventies. What bad is the bush. matter with him? And I, you're gonna. I know that you're going to put up a little <laughs> clip of Bobo. He was on. Apparently, his son's school was in lockdown. And oh, Bobo yeah, I shouldn't laugh at that. But yeah, well, which is terrible. But Bobo seems to find his way onto the news, <laughs> like, and then he that. shows up with his seventy bush face, and I'm like, oh my god. I raced right to the scene. Yeah, and I stayed on the outside perimeter, just waiting for instructions from the, the police. We yeah. take precautions in the situation, and the students are good. They've been trained, and and these code red drills. Within minutes, I, I rolled on the scene. The cops were coming in from all directions. They secured the whole school down. Bush is so bad, I will drop it. The clip. Well, but, 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 um, whatchamacallit? <laughs> but, but, One, but, but. I, I think it was, um, I think it was, uh, if it wasn't Baron Holtz, it was, um, Rappaport was like, hey, great beard, man. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, look at fucking Bobo. Your beard looks awesome. Looks totally natural. Looks fucking great. Thank you. Thank you. I enhanced the ink a little bit on it. <laughs> Did you? I, I would never be able to tell. It's just a different look there, Mike, you know. Get to the questions, Bobo. And I was and I'm thinking to myself, what's he talking about? Why is why is Rappaport saying it? Well, it, oh. he, what he said, he goes, Rappaport, I think it was. And he looks said, I, I like I like the new color. And he goes, yeah, I changed it up a little bit. And I'm like, really? Are you so stupid that you don't know that he's making fun of you? Oh, like, come on, man. I, if he had said that to me, I'd be like, is it too much? This is ridiculous. I mean, it's a little long. Like, what are you saying? By the way, not taking a bit of information. The only thing he was able to accept was anything that he probably looked up on the Wikipedia internet and, and then and was reading. Yeah. But he yeah. wasn't listening and he wasn't reacting to anything, you know, other than saying like, oh, okay. Like, come on. They're, they gave you every opportunity. And by the way, it's not like we didn't know this was going to happen. No. It was going to happen. We and Gary mentioned this to you on Rap. He disappointed. Exactly. Gary mentioned it to you on Rap. He's like, what did you guys expect? Like, this is Bobo. This is this is his thing. Like, in and and regardless of the questions, good or bad, it, it gets him his 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 airtime and it gets him his moment. And, and that's and that that's what Bobo is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it, like, again, like, it, it some part of me is like you know what maybe he does know <laughs> what he's doing like he doesn't have to put in the effort in it because he knows regardless if fail or not it, it's gonna it's gonna keep the conversation going and, and you know good on him we're talking about it now um but yeah i think it was just such a missed opportunity because it could have been bobo redemption um and then yeah and you only you can only ride this wave so long so he i i would recommend that he mix up there is no <laughs> redemption you know what's Interesting is when um, I know you and I were texting with Marianne and she said, I, I, I won't say his name. So I don't I, are we going to say Voldemort? Are we just going to like not? Will he be just like the unnamed, you know, but we'll see. We'll see how she gets around it. She doesn't even want to speak his name. I we know speak your names. <laughs> she won't. She won't speak his name. Oh, oh it's gonna I, be I crazy. Still, I still can't get over the beard. <laughs> I don't think I'll I ever know. get over it. It's so bad. And when he, and when he wears the worst. I can I you know we're gonna wrap up it like he once blocked me on Twitter because I commented that he wore women's sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, well, <laughs> here's what's amazing. I wonder what he's going to do now oh, when man. you put up this clip on Instagram with the bomb, the bomb, bomb music behind it. So, block Bobo, block us. Block uh, Lisa, block me. Block the papa. Like, you know what? You can even block my cat's fan page. At Trixie Norton, Felix, Diego, Angelica. Feel free, block it. Block us all. I can't wait for you to be blocked. And don't ever come our way because we're never going to have you on because of our... God save the queen of the whack pack. Lisa. Lori. We said it all. We said it all. We said a lot. We said a lot. Okay. Well, (laughs) get all right. This is it, guys. Season one may have been big and it was pretty big for us. We got on all the majors. We're on Apple and Spotify and Pandora and did all this amazing work to get us up and going, up and running. And we have a website www.thepopupodcast.com. Feel free to go over there and check it out and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Um, but season two, it's we, we already have booked guests that are going to blow your mind. So get ready because we already have three episodes in the can, guys. Like, oh my God, I don't even, I, and I, it, this is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. For so sure. So exciting. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I kind of said it. Um, but Lisa, where can they uh, go to get in touch with us? Go to www.thepopoppodcast.com to listen or watch all of our episodes. Or to contact us, fill out the web form or email us at thepopoppodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pop Pop Podcast. Disclaimer, the Pop Pop Podcast is in no way affiliated to The Howard Stern Show. We are tribute podcasts run by fans. Four fans.